Hey guys, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I did this interview backstage before the O Wonder concert. O Wonder is a duo from London. They started this project by writing one song a month and the songs slowly picked up a lot of streams. So since then, they've had millions of streams. They've signed to Republic Records. They've toured around the world and they've had... Their debut album chart in UK, Ireland, Netherlands, Switzerland, and the US, which they were the top half of Billboard 200. So they're really big and they're really sweet people as well. Hope you guys enjoy. Anthony, you were born and raised in like Isle of Man, right? Yes. And you were in like London, so how do you think that has reflected the kind of music you made? I kind of moved to England when I started yeah. playing music, so when I was about 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and I moved and then I started playing music when I was about 14. Yeah. So, and I was on the outskirts of London for as you were living right in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, our personalities are different. I don't think so, the music we make has been formed by the way. Yeah. Well, no. And I guess our personalities infer how we what we do with the music that we make. So where we both listen to like the same artists growing up, we both wanted to make the same type of music therefore. But coming from London, obviously London is like a music capital of yeah. the world and like all of my friends like went to gigs every night and like yeah. both my friends were in bands. It's like mm-hmm. really normal. Not that it was abnormal for you, but there was more of a sense that like, you know, you had like your little scene and your community. Yeah, there was a smaller scene. Um, and then you used to like, have to come into London to, to shows and stuff. So I think, I don't know, I'm a bit biased, but I, I have like that anything possible <laughs> view because like anything in London is possible. Yeah. Like, you can do anything and be anyone. How do you think you're, it's kind of different backgrounds you guys are from because you were raised mostly like in the sea kind of areas or yeah. you were like mostly like city, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think that has like made the person you are now? Um, I moved around a lot yeah. when I was a kid. I lived yeah. in, I went to like nine different schools and had to make friends all the time. But I moved, moved around because my dad's a fish farmer. So I knew what it was to kind of just let your friends go and then make new ones, which mm-hmm. is really strange to do as a kid, but yeah. for me it was an, actually really, really good to do. And it's made me the person I am. Well, you, like Anthony can just go into any situation and he's yeah. fine. Whereas like touring for Anthony is like yeah. chilling because he's like, cool, new city every day, I can do this, it's fine, new people. Whereas I grew up in the same place for like all my life. One house, one school, one city in London, and um, I'm just like, oh my gosh, new, new places and new faces. It's like so, so like anxiety. Um, uh, so I like, I love like structured ways of doing mm. things. So, which is why it's like a good balance because we're both yeah. really different. So when it comes to, like releasing art, That's so true. I'm like, no, 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 but it has to be like really regimented and planned, and we've got to get it. And I'm like, just oh, it's cool, whatever. Like, we'll go with it. So. And you were really inspired by your like uncle growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a bluegrass musician. Yeah. And he used to come over from America and tour kind of around Europe and stuff. Yeah. He used to always just stay at my parents' house and then write some songs and then I'd well, be like, yeah. whoa, how are you making something out of nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of this magic, magic of songwriting. Would you say he's kind of like your mentor, like telling you how the music industry works and like... Yeah, I'd say, yeah, the way yeah. he's done things has it's been very kind of independent yeah. and he hasn't... He taught me that I shouldn't have to rely on anyone to make music, which is mm-hmm. why I started producing my own music. Yeah. Because, yeah, he taught me that actually you should be self-sufficient if you can. Did you have, like, a mentor person or someone in your family who does music that you looked up to? 
Um, no, but nobody in my family is like creative for a living. Like oh, that yeah. was not a thing. So it was like Josephine will be a lawyer or a teacher or like go and work in journalism or yeah. something like normal. Um, because nobody in my family was creative. Mm-hmm. But I had like my piano teacher growing up was like, You're really good. Yeah, you did like six like five instruments. Oh no, <laughs> instruments or something. <laughs> no, no. But I had a piano teacher and he was like, You should go to music college and he was like really, really um encouraging and then I had uh, like a musical godfather I suppose at university. Mm-hmm. Um, I was studying English literature but met this this guy called Piers who was like in his 60s and he was just so cool and he was like you've got something like you should do something with it and he used to invite me around to his house and yeah. just make songs and make music and he was like I'm telling you he's like you should go and do music for a living so when I finished university I listened to him and I was like fine I'll go and do music so he was kind of like the uh, yeah musical mm-hmm. godfather that was like go for it you can do it how were you able to convince your parents or were they like slightly supportive or like not at all my parents are so 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 supportive but I think I can imagine it must be really daunting as a parent when Mm -hmm. you have no prior experience of of anything so like say if my kid was like I want to be a tattoo artist and I had no idea about the industry or whether that was feasible or you can make a good living or whether you'd be happy like you'd just be like no don't do that yeah Um, (laughs) whereas actually you know so they were just a bit scared of the industry I suppose musicians have that reputation of like living living like this excessive lifestyle and being really mm-hmm. unhappy and everybody like taking advantage of you and wanting a slice of the pie and you know like one 0.1% of people make it and you know it's like if you add up the stats it's yeah. like the worst industry to go into <laughs> so like go figure they were yeah not but they were always supportive and like you know follow your dreams yeah. do what you want and we're, so, we're here yeah what kind of careers were they in your parents my mum was a nurse mm-hmm. um, and my dad's a marine biologist oh so, that's cool yeah, most of my family is super yeah. sciencey, and then the other half is like really artistic. So. Did you ever have that like academic phase growing up? My sister did that for me. They're <laughs> <laughs> both scientists now, so it's kind of my brother writes and I write, and my granddad wrote. So it's kind of that side of the family was creative. So mm-hmm. I left the academic stuff to my sisters. <laughs> I couldn't really care about biology and chemistry as much as writing stuff. Since you guys have been in like the music industry for like a few years, what would you tell your younger self? Patience is a virtue. I don't think there's any need um, to rush because mm. I think you have this overarching sense of like, I just need to do it now and I'm young and blah. But actually, I think wisdom is a very powerful thing and um, being settled within yourself and knowing what you want, mm-hmm. I think is really important. Yeah, and just not to rush things, I guess. I think everything's already mapped out. Your, your time will come. It's just whether it's now or in a few years. Oh. <laughs> Look at Van Gogh. He didn't make it until he died. True. Oh, wow. What kind of music did your parents play in the house when you were growing up? Um, pretty similar stuff, right? Yeah, it was in the car as well. Yeah, Joni Mitchell, um, James Taylor, Lovey's a Free Cat Stephen, Simon and Garfunkel, Elton John. Elton John. Oh, so much Elton John. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of that era of music. Uh, both our parents loved it. Yeah. Like the songwriting era, it's like when when women were starting to write songs, yeah. like getting over it, and those kind of these parts where songwriters were writing music for other people, not just themselves. Yeah, yeah. like someone like Carol King, like yeah, I was super inspired by as a kid because I was like, she was a female songwriter and yeah. she played and sang her songs and she wrote songs for other people. Like she was so <laughs> badass. Like nobody else was doing that at her mm-hmm. time. So. For the first like, you were gonna put out music like once a month, like a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Did where did you get that idea from? Um, I think that was just a I don't know. <laughs> fell out the sky. We yeah. were kind of just typing in on SoundCloud where we were the music, and um, it said writing about yourself so we're like uh, we'll do this every month and that was it yeah Yeah. in hindsight it was a great 
idea. It's like a marketing concept. Yeah. It's, it's pretty strong and yeah. it helped us grow our family. It's just one of those like really super organic and natural ideas that we had. We didn't really think about it and now it's like genius, but yeah. at the time we are just like, cool, do that. <laughs> How do you think the initial music you made like reflects you as a person and do you think it's changed to the music you make now? I think the new album's got a totally different energy to the mm-hmm. first record. Yeah. The first record feels quite insular. Insular, but also, I, and maybe this is me just looking at back now, but like I feel like that first, those first few songs were so naive. Yeah. Um, like we were so vulnerable because no one was listening to us really so you just like oh, I'll just make some songs like there was not there was never a sense that anybody else would hear it maybe that's it so you're making like songs just for yourself yeah so they were just that's, I think that's why they feel so intimate because yeah. they were for us and um now it's like oh crap like people are going to yeah. listen yeah, to whatever we put out so there's like a a heightened awareness of what you're making I guess yeah but you constantly have to remind yourself you are making music for yeah. yeah do you think it so do you think it reflects like a different personality of yourself like the ones that you made before and now it's just kind of like a different part of your personality that you're yeah. putting out I think tour brings out a different side of people um, having met loads of fans like around the world and how their stories how it's affected like our music's affected them and they affect us then and how we write music it's mm-hmm. pretty it's like a massive circle yeah it's pretty cool a circle of responsibility it's like it's pretty cool though that music can do that. Do you think you're ever, not like stressed, but like now that so many people are listening to your music kind of like warps the type of music you're making or like going into the studio, it's like, oh, actually like five billion, oh, like five million people are going to like <laughs> listen. Billion. Oh my God, I don't think anybody would, would, do you reckon five billion people would listen to any band on the planet? <laughs> like, probably not even like Coldplay would have five billion. Yeah, I was just looking at Michael Jackson, Jackson. Okay. ABBA. <laughs> yeah, ABBA, yeah, okay. Not quite there. <laughs> You kind of have to just remind yourself, I think. Like, I think when we were doing the second album, we had to go into the headspace of the first album, didn't we? Yeah. Having just been on tour for like two years mm. and like played on stage, it throws you into this other dimension, whereas actually we should just be making music in a contained environment, right? Where yeah, definitely. Which is why we do it like that. We kind of just hung out at home in London for a mm-hmm. few months and we didn't really listen to any other music or like, we didn't really do anything else. We just <laughs> for it songs and made an album which I think is really important that you have to kind of live in a vacuum for a bit otherwise mm-hmm. I think you just get so like overworked yeah. with that sense of like yeah but somebody's like pinning all their hopes and dreams on this record and getting them through this next year yeah. university and you're just like ah yeah. you can't yeah. think of it like that are you scared of being like too vulnerable now that people are listening I think it's the other way I feel you like, want to be more like yeah I feel really free um, because you're in control Maybe that's just a personal thing. Maybe because I feel like I'm in control of who I am. I feel like we can be quite honest in our, mm-hmm. in our songs. So these new songs are quite personal comparative to the first yeah. record. Um, because I know that there's almost that, I don't know, what is it? It's like a distance almost. I think in like previous interviews you've said that you guys are actually like pretty similar personalities or you like get along really well. Would you say you're kind of like soulmates or is that just a completely good thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't say uh, personalities are very different. We're very uh, different people. Our outlooks are very similar. We both want very similar things out of life. Yeah. I think we're musical soulmates. Like we def- mm-hmm. It definitely feels like... Because we've both been making music independently for seven, eight, nine years before yeah. um, we started I Wonder. So there was that sense that like it wasn't quite sticking or something wasn't quite, you know, right until like we collided. Yeah, there was a sense that when 
I wonder started. It was like, oh, this this makes sense because you're bringing something to the table that I can't do, and I'm bringing something to the table yeah. that you can't do. So it's like our holes were kind of filled in when we. Literally. Yeah. And it's lucky that we are so different because I think if I was making music with someone or being friends with anyone similar to me, I think I'd go mental. <laughs> You're so chill, it's fine. And last question what do you want to be remembered for? Um, I like the idea of just being the soundtrack to someone's life. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty powerful. A lot of yeah. people said that, even if they're kind That's of like true. 25 year olds, are like, oh, you got me through my, my university or whatever. It's, it's pretty amazing when they tell you stories of what they've been through. Yeah. yeah. Mine would be, I'd like to be remembered for squeezing everything out of every every, every opportunity and every moment because, like, touring especially makes you realise, um, like, how lucky we are, like, to be travelling around the world mm-hmm. singing songs. Like, that's so insane. <laughs> and it's when you come to, you know, wherever, like, we're in Hong Kong, there'll be, like, a bunch of people here that have, like, saved up their money and come to listen to us sing like that's the biggest privilege ever and I feel like yeah you just have to it's really difficult because it becomes like a job you know but actually I think I'd like to be remembered for squeezing like everything out of every moment and 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 being somebody that people go oh she really like uh, like valued Mm -hmm. and appreciated everything that she was thrust into and 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 you know you've got to do your best in it yeah 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 yeah. thank you so much (laughs) Thank thank you thank you